Welcome to the Sales Talent Recruitment Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Mira, thank you so much for being on the CPSA Recruitment and Talent Podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today? Thanks for having me, Kevin. Um, I am Mira Greenland. As you mentioned, I'm the, currently the Senior Vice President of Sales here at CareerArc. I work in our social recruiting division where I've been now for just over eight years, actually. So quite a while. That's excellent. And, and how, many, how many years in software years is that? Like 25? Um, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And as far as what I do today, today I'm actually focused on partnerships and sort of larger strategic global deals. But in my time here, I've done everything from sort of entry-level sales, growing our our SDR team, um, which is our, our, you know, sales development rep team, built our sales team, managed our sales team, trained the sales team. So I've done all different things from sort of management to individual contributor to coach, player coach and, and the like. So been around the block for sure. So absolutely. So you got a, a great body of experience in sales and, and, and especially sourcing and hiring sales professionals, right? So let me, let me, let me ask you about that, as, as, especially as it applies to smaller businesses because that's going to be more of the focus of this particular podcast on the SMB side. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. What are the traits, kind of the personal character traits that recruiters should be looking for when they're sourcing for sales roles in smaller businesses? And is there a difference? There definitely is a difference. Yeah. And um, it's funny. I, prior to moving into sales eight years ago, I was a recruiter. And so um, I found it really interesting, this process of interviewing and recruiting salespeople, because I was a recruiter for engineers and it's a very different breed. Salespeople are really good at selling themselves. So I think it does create some interesting challenges for the recruiter because you're dealing with hopefully a professional salesperson who at a minimum, even if they can't sell for your company, is pretty good at selling themselves. So I think what what classically happens is that recruiters are really looking for engaging candidates. And depending on what type of sales role you're hiring for in your small slash medium business, um, you might be looking at how well they interview in person or over the phone. Um, Because if this is going to be primarily remote type position where they're over the phone and presenting over the internet, you may be looking at their ability to carry on a conversation on the phone and engage you. They're They're all sort of really different beasts. What I think should go on, especially because for small and medium businesses, it is so important to hire the right person because you don't necessarily have the resources to to have the churn that a bigger company expects to have with their salespeople, the sort of hire fast, fire fast mentality that, that a lot of larger companies have, is really testing salespeople more. So, you know, I guess if for recruiters that are sort of listening and trying to figure out ways in which they can more efficiently hire, I would really encourage you to add some testing to your process, whether it's a written test 
to look at how well your candidates can actually compose an email and put together a sentence structure seems silly, but if part of your job is going to be constantly emailing and trying to get meetings set and do follow-up, it's really important that you can be creative and write and speak good English. Um, but the other piece is to ask your salesperson to show you how they pitch. Um, if they're currently working at a company, ideally they can pitch to you what they're currently selling so you can get a sense of their pitch style, of what kind of follow-up they might do. Um, and if they're not, maybe allow them to come up with something that they want to pitch just to sort of get a sense of what their comfort level is presenting in front of a group or presenting over the phone. Um, if they have access to and they're going to be using a tool like a WebEx or a GoTo, um, you could also ask them to present to you through those platforms to get a sense of how well they handle and command that technology. So I, I think that's something that we've changed here over the years. We've really started to kind of test our our salespeople on the things that they're ultimately going to be doing here, just the way you might, you know, test a software engineer on on code before you have them writing code into the back end of your system. I think it's really important. And I know that whether it's an, an actual assessment that that is that helps you to determine that or some kind of job simulation or one yeah. thing that I heard, this is exactly what you're talking about too, that I heard this at a conference I was just at recently is uh, an audition. It's, it's a talent audition, yep. for whatever role that is and whatever that means. So it's, you know, we engineers and, and, and software developers and those that are being screened, they've been asked to, to you know, take, to, to do coding tests, et cetera. But yep. I think, I think it is important. And I love what you said about just having them do even a written test to understand communication style and skills. Cause mm -hmm. it is important because a lot of correspondence goes back and forth between prospects and sales. That's it does. And I can't tell you over the years, how many times I'm not much of a micromanager, but you know, if somebody leaves the organization and you're sort of in a position where you need to clean up and, and figure out where their accounts are at, I've looked through so many emails where I've cringed just between sort of the tacky ways in which people can, you know, salespeople can be salesy. Um, just it's it's a it's a craft to ask for the clothes without sounding like a cheese ball or without being too pushy, and and even things like spelling errors and not writing a complete sentence and checking your work that usually will carry over to much more than just that because Absolutely. that's you know that's the carelessness that comes with the way that you work overall. So if you can catch those things on the front end, I think you, you know, save yourself some pain on the back. We, you touched on it a little bit, but let expand on it a little bit more um, from your experience and perspective. What, what, what kinds of technical skills are needed to succeed in sales today? Well, we, we talked a bunch about writing. I guess some people might not consider that technical, but certainly, you know, using whatever email program that you have, being able to integrate that with whatever CRM that you have. Right. Um, I think those things are important and they may not, you're, you know, whoever you're interviewing may not have the exact platform experience you're using, but as long as they've used something and they're relatively savvy and that if that's an important part of your business, maybe you're, you're not, maybe you're all phone, um, then I think you're probably set because, you know, we can switch between platforms pretty easily. What's challenging is if they've never used, for example, a web presentation tool and it's the first time they are, there's a lot of fumbling that can go on. It, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't hire them. It's just you need to be aware of they're going to have that much more of a learning curve. I would say probably the biggest one that I experienced here that I would be mindful of is the difference between being an, a sort of an online 
phone salesperson versus in person. I think um, it, it was very eye-opening for me, especially given I really started my sales career here. So I haven't been you know, bouncing around at three or four different companies in these eight years. I've just been here to watch how humbling it was for people who were really brilliant on-site kind of um, relationship salespeople having lunches and golfing and going to baseball games and um, going on-site and presenting and growing million-dollar accounts to come here in Kirk and struggle with figuring out how to get people to take a phone call from you when they don't know who you are and then keeping them engaged on an hour-long demo and then keeping them engaged on email and phone call follow-ups when you don't have that personal rapport. So I think just sort of being mindful of the technical skills it takes to to be a solid online presenter versus an in-person presenter, and then having the, again, those writing skills to keep the follow-up relationship going. I think those are probably the, the biggest skills. And, and I guess maybe if, if we're really good looking at true sales management, obviously being able to manage your pipeline and do that all through your CRM is, is important as well, just for visibility into management as to how many calls you're making and how things are moving along in your pipeline and being able to forecast accurately so that you have, you know, really predictable revenue. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of technology, you know, there's, there's a lot of fast and loose conversations out there around our artificial intelligence and recruitment and machine learning and the like, what are some of the, I mean, are you seeing any impact from in, in, in reality, at least um, with machine yeah. learning and uh, in sales recruitment in particular? Um, and if so, how, how is it impacting? You know, so I, I, this is probably the question that I thought the most about that you sent over to me. Um, I've learned a lot about how machine learning could change the sales recruitment landscape, but I have not yet seen that in practice. You know, even at the conference that that we both attended this fall, I learned some really interesting things about technologies organizations are using for video interviewing, for example, to be able to tell, you know, how the the candidate thinks, if they're creative minded, if they're, you know, um, more technical minded, um, and to, you know, even read the the level of honesty in their in their replies. Um, I have never used those technologies, and I think they're still a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say they're ahead of their time. I think they're they're still a little new to the to the conversation. Right. But it's obvious to me now that these are things that are right on the horizon of being certainly available, if not valuable, tools for for sales recruitment and every type of recruitment. Agreed. So, so Mira, lastly, what are some of the the you know? Give me an an example or two of of challenges that you've seen preventing salespeople from making from being successful in their new roles at small to, to mid sized businesses today. Yeah, I mean, I think probably the for salespeople who are experienced, probably the biggest is overestimating their their previous book of business. You know, I, I kind of joke about it with my husband. Um, he was also in sales. That you'll often hear people come to an interview saying, "Well, I know this company and I know that company," or even like a little folder of all the different you know lists of people that they know that they're bringing along. And I think the simplest way to to kind of you know knock a salesperson off their game is just to remind them, you know, if you worked for Honda and somebody bought a car from you last week, and then you go to work for Toyota, I mean that person's not even in the market for a car, let alone are they interested in in buying a car from Toyota just because they liked you doesn't mean they're going to buy from you. And I think what will often happen with smaller and medium-sized businesses is, is the recruiters will look for people who will have a book of business because they're excited about the potential of making it easier for them. But oftentimes that book really doesn't convert the way they, that 
both the candidate and the recruiter w- would think that, that that it will. So I would say just be mindful of that and, you know, not to lean too heavily on your previous book of business, use it to the degree that it can be helpful, but really be disciplined with creating new opportunities because in some ways it's easier to start fresh than it is to, to get somebody that you worked with before to make an investment at a company that's in the same space. Thank you for listening to the Sales Talent and Recruitment Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.